Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Hollywood Knockbusters, the show where we kind of dive a little bit into the Hollywood movies that maybe didn't do very well in the box office, or they aren't really looked up well upon these days, but or maybe they do, you know, or whatever. We'll we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm here with my uh, special guest, uh, Dustin Hubbard. How you doing, Dustin? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing great. And uh, you've been on the show before. We talked about that before. You were, uh, you were on Only the Strong. I think that's it. Didn't look it up and find out more. But I think you've been on that one. And so welcome. Uh, we're very happy to have you back um, and to be talking about a movie that you're not really a fan of now, but is uh, <laughs> My Father the Hero. Yes. I, I you know I, I I used to really enjoy it and back when it first came out. So I did too. I I when I used to watch this on Betamax like on repeat, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I look back at it, I was like I I don't know, I don't know how much I'll watch the DVD of this. <laughs> yeah, I uh, if you didn't want to review it, I probably would have never rewatched it i got that i got that same triple feature dvd set uh probably three or four years ago when i watched everything on it and, and unless it's for an instance like this i will never rewatch any of those three movies again for real so, <laughs> I'm not a I, I don't know anything like i never even knew secret of the lost legend and stuff I, so here's the thing. I saw Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend, and Baby. My Father the Hero both in the movie theater. I wanted to see Camp Nowhere in the theater, but I did not. <laughs> so, uh, and they're all three not really fun views, in my opinion, as an adult. So, yeah, we'll get into that, especially with uh, my My Father the Hero. So, the original My Father the Hero was made in 1991. And also star Gerard Depardieu. And I guess he really enjoyed that character. I think you talked about that with me, that he really enjoyed that character enough to come back for another yeah. version yeah, of Andre it. Was apparently, like, Andre was, like, one of his favorite characters that he's played. So when they Yikes. were going to do the American version, I guess he seemed very adamant that he wanted to be. Uh, and, and on the action, you know, it was a... a yeah, which I understand from an acting standpoint. It's a character he originated, and he he can speak English and has done uh, many American films. So I I get him wanting to, you know, keep the role. Mm-hmm. But um, whether he should have wanted to is maybe a whole other matter. So <laughs> exactly. So it says a teenage girl on vacation in the Bahamas, which they never actually say the bahamas i don't know if that was secret like the entire time they never specify where they're at right which i thought was a little weird um because they just said they were going to island they kept saying vacation resort you know they used very uh generic um things uh but then you watch the credits of the movie and it says filmed in the bahamas yeah, what's weirder that they don't tell you where it takes place at, or the fact that, that the Baja men are in this movie? Yeah, were they the <laughs> ones who did the original? Like, because there's that I was telling you that uh, that theme song annoyed the shit out of me because it got stuck in my head. You yeah, know, I think the... they did the majority of all the all the original music for the film. So, 
There was that like na 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 whatever music yeah. in the beginning, and I was just like, oh god, because when it started happening, I was like, I remember this, yeah, and then I was like, oh god, no why? Because it's would just you rather so hear that or like who let the dogs out for like the four hundredth time? So. Or would you rather hear uh, I like little girls? You know, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was so gross. The movie's giant centerpiece, like comedy moment. So yeah, we'll get into that. That's that's <laughs> something that we have to talk about. Um, you know, you can't talk about my father, the hero, without discussing the cringeworthy moments of the movie. <laughs> um, which it were played for laughs. Um, so they they're uh, with the with his divorced with her divorced father tries to impress a potential boyfriend by saying that her father is actually her lover now first of all if you like somebody the whole point is not to tell somebody that you're with somebody else you know you want to be single to be with that person you know i guess she was thinking that she was gonna play kind of hard to get like you know oh you know i'm so likable and hot you know older men want me but you can't have me kind of thing and maybe that would like i don't know trick him into wanting to be a pedophile also like i don't i don't get it because he was i believe that actor was literally i want to say 22 at the time right and she did they ever actually kiss in the movie they do and she's and she was 14 so there was some weird casting as well so so I'm not gonna lie. There was a, you know, in one of the projects I was doing, there was a young girl. She was 16 or 17, you know, mm-hmm. who was with a actor that was like 30, you know, or whatever. And they, but he looked young. She looked older, you know, all mm-hmm. that. The f- interesting thing is nobody will ever see the light of day. That character will never. Uh, and it wasn't because they did a bad job uh, or it's not because it seems really creepy now, you know, looking back that they had like a romance, but it's just because it's just, uh, it, it just didn't work for the rest of the story. So we had to scrap it. Yeah. You know? um, it makes but, me think of like, like horror mentality films, you know, where you're like casting, you know, teenagers, but you always cast like adults who play younger. Right. So and generally, that's what you do. You don't play. You don't usually cast a fourteen-year-old girl to yeah, play a fourteen-year-old girl. You yeah, you don't play young for young. Like if so, the fact that they actually hired a genuine fourteen-year-old in this really sort of strangely saucy role with like this really awkward, uh, suggestive plot line and content uh and then having her get chased by like a 22 year old (laughs) well it's funny you said you said that alicia silverstone was up for the role but you know what also she's very much known for the crush yeah which is about a young girl 14 15 or whatever that develops a crush on an older man Played by Carrie Elwes, and there's like cringeworthy moments in that one too. So she she didn't get this role, but she decided, you know what, I didn't get that role, so I'm gonna make it up. Like, I think it was almost like a year or two later. Like the yeah. crush, I think, was 95. Yeah, and it's weird because honestly, the crush did get 
Alicia some some notice for that movie. But he didn't. He the and the catch too though is I guess he Carrie always didn't want to sleep with Alicia Silverstone. He had his own girlfriend. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm going off memory here. But like, but. Ben, the character Ben, and my father, the hero, was 18. So he was like, he was legally an adult, you know, but he was not much. I mean, most 18 year olds are still in high school, you know, and everything. Like, they're not. uh, You're still a teen until you're like 20. So. And I'm not justifying at all statutory rape, you know, but I'm just saying there a lot of times there were kids who were dating like a, a freshman would date a senior and everything. Sure. And once they turn 18, what happens? Do they break up because the person is an adult? Do they continue? Yeah. What, how, you know, can the parents press charges, you know, at that rate, once they've already, you know, had a relationship or whatever. I mean, it, it's a very touchy fucking subject. Yeah. And this movie kind of plays it as it's, as it's a joke. And yeah, it really isn't a joke at it's all. The whole comedic setup, and it's just very weird feeling. Uh, like this movie's concept has aged like like spoiled milk, dude. Like it, it's <laughs> it doesn't hold up at all by like twenty twenty two standards. Well, we don't three when you're watching this. Like it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, we don't only just live in the Me Too generation or whatever. We also live in the Weinstein generation and the um and the casting couch slash gross pedophiles in Hollywood thing. And so and at that time in 94, I bet it was I mean, you were hearing stories about like right before then Corey Haim and Corey Feldman dealing with this shit. So here we got like the 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 female version of that. And that's where if you believe the talk about like some of this too, especially with her with like the thong and stuff, like they pressured her to, to wear that. And, you know, and she was supposedly chosen. One of the reasons she was chosen was because she would look better in the thong than Alicia Silverstone. She would be more appealing, which is they're like, they're looking at it from a sexualizing standpoint of a 14 year old. It's like, and it's yeah. funny because when you look at like, you know, I know it's been stated that like while they were making the movie, there'd be a weekend where G- Gerard had his wife and kids there for one week. And then the next week they'd leave and then he'd have his mistress there with like those children and stuff. So like he was, I don't know, not necessarily living his uh, best like straight and narrow life. <laughs> So, and then he's in a movie like this where it's like playing like the most awful comedic light of like basically him playing someone who is being accused or painted as a pedophile. And then he plays, yeah, he plays along with it too. You and know, then, yeah. And, and in the strangest twist of events, when she finally comes clean and she's like, don't yell, promise me you won't yell. And then she tells him, and then he starts screaming at her for. Obvious, obvious reasons, which and the one moment where he's like, "Everybody think I'm a child molester," and it's like, "Yeah, no shit, dude." That's why everyone has been like, like giving you 
like weird looks and saying like sassy stuff to you and then he's dumb enough to agree to play along with it so she can still try and continue to woo this ski instructor dude and it's like four years older than and like and he starts to actually like enjoy playing that part too like he starts to enjoy like making stories up and like pretending to be this fake version of andre her her boyfriend who like got her off the streets and off the drugs and blah 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 and to the point where the the guy almost becomes more fascinated with him as a person than he gives a shit about the girl which is also really weird because then it's like he's you know honoring in a way a pedophile you know like he's uh he's like infatuated by a pedophile which makes uh which you know nowadays that would be called grooming you know like that would be andre is grooming this man to to become a pedophile as well even though he doesn't know it because he's you know it's very weird you notice when they show up at the island and it feels like not much has coerced since they got there. And suddenly it feels like he's just, he's friends, quote, air quotes, with like all these other residents at the resort. Like the two couples, the two married couples. And then there's like the weird nerd. Like tech <laughs> I love that weird nerd guy. You know, there's like all these different people. And the and the one woman that the that Nikki introduces him to that's constantly flirting with him and stuff that's trying to 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 get with him. Like there's all these people. It feels like within almost no time flat they arrive and then they're just integrated into like knowing all these people. And then she starts telling the fib and then it snowballs and she tells the kid and then the kid tells basically I everybody everyone. so the entire resort knows to the point where you know everyone's reacting to him in right. a way and you know he's to his credit as an actor i guess you know he he plays very affably you know bumblingly stupid you know um so i was telling you earlier that i, I watched it i watched the the like clips from the uh, the original movie um mm-hmm. mon mon whatever uh jesus christ um yeah, I, I can't remember the original french title uh, yeah it was like mon something uh mon Perry say heroes mm-hmm. um so it was basically like I think I told you it was like shot for shot, you know, pretty much. And but his performance and everybody else's performance was so doled down and kind yeah. of bland. Um the girl they got for was cute, whatever. I don't know her age or whatnot of her. But she was uh you know, I thought honestly I think she looked better than Catherine Heigel. Um and she was talking to uh Andre, you know, and, and saying, Oh, you you know, introducing Andre to the uh the the girl, the girl that he she was trying to set him up with mm-hmm. and everything. And I was not buying any of it. Like the lady yeah. was saying, Oh, I can't go out, I was up all night clubbing. And I'm like, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> women, no woman, no, you are not. 
but then uh, on top of that, she was like making fun of his like love handles and shit. Like, um, yeah. you know, oh, you know, you you want to go to the gym with me? I'm gonna, you know, get rid of those love handles of yours. And I'm like, these like, and then he's like the whole time he's worse than his normal character because he's just just sort of very unlikable in that. Like he's just like. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't, yeah. do, 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 do. And See, like, and I, I've, I've not seen the French version, but like the American version, he seems like a really just kind of like stupid, dopey guy. Dopey guy. Yeah. And he's I like that. Dope. Like I, I, I was okay with his dopiness. You yeah, know, he's he's likable as like the the dopey oaf who just like he doesn't get it. You know, he doesn't get teenage girls and stuff. That's fine. You know, he, I think he's effective with that stuff. It got, it got so creepy, even at the end of the movie, where he's talking to Emma Thompson. By the way, Did you notice that was her. That yes. was the girlfriend. Was Emma Thompson, Every and he's like on the phone with her, and he says, um, "You know, um, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a baby together." You know, right? And she's yeah. like, um, "She's like, oh wow, you're very demanding." You know, what well, what kind of, <laughs> you know, what do you want? And he was like. I want the girl. And I was like, really? Yeah, make it, make really? it a girl. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, it's weird because, you know, like with the way that I was saying how suddenly they're just integrated into this like culture of everyone at the at the club. And then once everyone knows the, the lie mm-hmm. of what they think is going on, they all just kind of roll with it and not necessarily condone it, but they let it slide, thinking that there's this blatantly, you know, fifties ish dude there with his fourteen year old girlfriend who's been kidnapped, all, by the way. Yeah, and they all just kind of turn and turn a blind eye to it. And I mean, they, not they might like, well, not kid, but sort of kidnapped because, like, he's not her father, according to her you know which but they're all like uh you know they they give him shade and stuff and say sassy stuff to him but they don't do anything about it like here's the thing if this were happening today in real life the movie would end like 15 or 20 minutes in because this would be short one of one of two things would happen someone would have immediately called the cops and andre would be sitting in a fucking bahaman jail cell and then they'd be like, "What am I? Why am I in here? I didn't do anything." Or, yeah, or he, yeah, he's like, "No, I'm having a romance with my phone machine." That's <laughs> like, that was a great line, though. I like that. <laughs> but uh, he he would either be in a Bahamian jail cell, or someone on that island would just literally kick the living shit out of him, because today's society. As well, you shouldn't put up with, but today's society, they would not put up with being in the presence of a 50-ish year old, you know, pedophile, creepy, like, like, pedophile dude staying in their midst with a 14-year-old that he probably kidnapped and is, like, forcing to have sex with him. Like, he would, he would, he would probably be dead. Things got weird. Because like at one point he the guy says, you know, were you sleeping with Andre? And she's like, oh no, you know. Right. And then it's like, well, not in the same room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so what? Like 
I would have that would have raised more questions to me yeah. as a person asking those questions. I would have been like, "Okay, are you talking about you? So you don't ever have sex with Andre?" Like I would have asked that. He doesn't even ask that question. Which she, yeah. if she, if he did that, she would have said she would have had to either said yes, which is very very creepy that she's saying that she has well, sex with her father. Doesn't she say that he's very like demanding or pushy or something or you know that he can get very? Well, at one point she was like, "I need to go home because uh, uh, I don't want him mad at me or upset at me." And yeah. really, what she's talking about is him yelling at her and being upset that she's home late. What the guy's yeah. thinking of is that he's she's gonna go home and he's gonna beat the shit out of her for being yeah, late. In reality, she just doesn't want to get in trouble with her dad, <laughs> right? <laughs> and in the end, she calls him daddy. Which nowadays, if you call somebody daddy, that does not mean your father necessarily. Not at all. And notice too, there's like that full circle kind of thing too. When he's like, you know, uh, she she even starts speaking to him in French too, which she kept saying like, I don't speak French anymore. I don't speak French anymore. And then once she thinks he's like, you know, dying, you know, die, yeah. she she speaks French to him, and it's like it's like her giving him life again, using his foreign using his foreign tongue with <laughs> with him, right, and and showing that she actually does actually know French or whatever, and and, and yeah. actually does speak French, yeah. but she just doesn't. The super, the super weird twist in this movie is is that once she comes clean and admits what she's told everyone, and he gets noticeably obviously angry and then she's like but i need you to play along and he's like absolutely not everybody think i'm a child monster but then he like he ends up willingly just agreeing to it and he goes along with it and i'm like no one would ever fucking agree to that do you know why do you know why that happened because i noticed it it's because it was only like fucking 50 minutes into the movie yeah and they were like we've got we've got 40 more minutes to get through we I need to, we need something, you know, this can't end like this, which is just terrible writing. They yep. should have not had him do that because it just felt weird. What, and it paints the character in an even weirder, more unlikable position because, and I guess it goes to show to just like how, how society has changed and evolved and mentalities and stuff, you know, because obviously child molesters have never been funny. But um, or but, but this this one they think it's it's hilarious. I mean, this movie. I remember thinking that this movie was funny as a kid, you know. And there are a couple laughs here and there in it, you know. But overall, like everything has just aged in the worst way possible. Um, I mean, it, yeah. you, might, you might as well be watching like a movie with people in blackface. Like it's just so out of date and passe that it's hard to watch at points. By the way, the producer of this movie, Edward S. Feldman, produced movies like Witness with Harold or with uh, Harrison Ford, Explorers, which I love, and that'll be on. Uh, that's gonna be on uh, Hollywood Knockbusters at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Golden Child, which also should be on. Enough busters at some point, yeah. but it's also green card. That's where the whole working with Gerard Depardieu, Depardieu, um, Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Honey, I blew up the kid. Probably, I, uh, honey, uh, not even honey, I shrunk the kid. It's funny. Um, <laughs> and a bunch of other weird near dark. I mean, he's been, he's produced some really great stuff. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I wonder. I'm I mean, the, produ- the producing gig can be an up and down thing. I mean, not every movie is going to be a be a major breakthrough, sadly. But uh, I guess not every movie you make too probably will not have shelf life the same way a movie like this doesn't have the shelf life. Because we can go back and watch New Dark again, or even like Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And those movies in their own ways still hold up the explorers still holds up it's a fun no, movie. phenomenal like, it's movie witness still holds up you know yeah, dude, i i met i like to tell this story all the time i when i worked at the movie theater down here in florida i would see a lot of celebrities and one night i was working and an older actor came in that i recognized his name was jan rubish do you know who that is Name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Jan, Jan Rubish played Kelly McGillis's father in Witness. Nice. I knew him specifically from two movies. The Amityville Curse. Technically, the fifth Amityville film, which was, a, I believe, a Canadian. Is that actually in canon with Amityville? Um, not necessarily, but it is considered the fifth film. Um, and it is available through Vinegar Syndrome now to remastered. Uh, it's not a good movie though. It's pretty awful, but he was in that now more, more, I think in our wheelhouse when they did the two and Yas Ackland didn't come back as the guy who ran the hockey shop that Gordon Bombay went to all the time. They hired Jan Rubish to play Yas Ackland's brother, Jan. So in D2, Jan is the one who's running the hockey shop. And I remember I met Jan. Him and his wife were in watching Galaxy Quest. And I right. stopped for the fact and I said, you're, pardon me, sir, you're, you're an actor, right? And he was like, yes, I am. And I was like, you were in Mighty Ducks 2, correct? And he was like, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> But my best film is still Witness with Harrison Ford. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. But uh, I really like Mighty Ducks 2 a lot. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and he was like, kind of just gave me this look like, yeah, I get it, kid. And I think I had him autograph like a courtesy bag or something from a concession stand. But um. That is funny. Mighty Ducks 2. Mighty That's Ducks not, 2. That is not a movie that like a lot of people bring up or whatever. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was a paycheck movie. So Because let me tell you, when they did D3, they didn't bring him back. So uh, I think they oh, got Oh, God. Uh, Viggo Mortensen was in uh, Witness. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. Um, I don't remember that. Witness is a classy film. So, made, you know, made by obviously a very prolific producer who just you know maybe kind of made a weird choice being involved with this movie and it's funny because you know when the french version was made this the remake of this was made by disney you know uh so it's funny because in retrospect this is a movie that makes a light out of like pedophile situations and it was bankrolled by walt disney 
Does that make um does that make Gerard Depardieu a Disney princess? Um a Disney pedophile, I guess. <laughs> but uh no, I, I retract that statement. But um uh it it's funny because I mean they it's a, it's produced by Disney, but it was obviously it was made through I believe was a Hollywood pictures or it was Touchstone. It was Touchstone. It was Touchstone, which uh gives a whole new meaning to touch. Yeah, touching stones. Touching so, stones. Uh. But, uh, Disney really wanted the remake rights to this, and they paid a good like a couple hundred grand to secure remake rights to this. And I, they may have did something that Disney did a lot, and their and their sister label, you know, when they acquired Miramax with the wine scenes, something they did a lot was they would acquire rights, and sometimes including. Um, domestic distribution rights to a foreign film and they would do like a limited theatrical through Miramax and then they would remake the film as a big budget you know Hollywood film for American audiences they did it with this I I don't remember if they distributed the French version they may have but I remember they did it with uh, The Visitors which was another really famous French comedy at the time, The Visitors was the most, uh, the highest grossing French comedy in history, starring, oh, wow. Jean, starring Jean Reno. And then they remade it as Just Visiting and they brought back Jean Reno. Oh, yeah, started, yeah, I remember that. I mean, they did it with that. They did it with Jungle to Jungle, that movie with Tim Allen, where oh, he, God. he finds out he has the, the tr- little, like, tribal native son who lived out in the, the jungle. That was terrible an awful movie but the same thing there was there was like a foreign film version they bought the foreign film distributed it in america and then they remade it you know how much life was simpler before people had twitter because like (laughs) tim allen was getting gigs left and right constantly working working Mm -hmm. with disney a lot and stuff and then people find out his political opinions and because you cannot be a certain branch if you are, uh, you know, if you're in Hollywood and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, you're not getting calls anymore. And like, I, I take that sort of back as because Tim Allen did do like the Santa Clauses, but yeah, you know, thankfully, um, thankfully, I when I watch stuff, I can pretty much mentally separate people's personal opinions. Me too. Like, I don't give a crap what your political beliefs are. Or their misdeeds or whatever. I can kind of disregard that and just look at... Misdeeds or... It it depends on the misdeed. Because let's be honest. Some some actors or actresses are genuinely terrible people. Doesn't mean they're bad actors, though. Some of them give incredible performances. And the perfect example I can give you is, is like Klaus Kinski. He was a psychopath. And he was a very unlikable person. But the man was an incredible performer. So I, I can watch things like that and disregard the fact that he was a, a probably a piece of trash in in real life. I can watch Rosemary's Baby and recognize that that's a that's a masterful thriller. You know, I I don't, you know, I, we we've said some stuff off air with Gerard Depardieu too. You know, like he's, right, he's um, that even thing. even that I. Yeah, I mean, which is which is weird with this movie in retrospect because he had like rape allegations come up back in eighteen, and then the case was reopened like 
a year or two later, and it was for a possible double assault on the same woman who was like almost 40-something years younger than him. Oh, Jesus. And, and he had made statements reported, supposedly, you know, that uh, he had started taking part in uh, acts of, like, social, you know, rape amongst people he knew as early as like nine years old and that it was just part of the the, the melee of you know of his milieu of his uh mm-hmm. social life it's just what quote unquote what you did and so i mean he's probably not a cool guy in real life he's you know yeah well, he had his, there during shooting one week then he had his mistress and his kids with her there the next week he, he probably is a scumbag he is a good actor, though. I don't know if you've ever seen Sereno de Bergerac with him. I know. Like, I've, I've heard about and I've seen, like, clips and stuff. Here, here's the thing. Um, I was trying to watch Seventh Heaven the other mm-hmm. day, and I can't. Every time I see Stephen Collins, I think of a pedophile, you know, who is, who is working with kids who did not touch them and make them yeah. feel uncomfortable in any way. And from yeah. what I've understood, he was just at that time maybe you know controlling his urges and everything you know and and doing whatever and and he wasn't caught for anything because he didn't do anything so like i still look at that i'm like i can't i'm for some reason it's it's a victor salva too i can't watch anything he he makes especially knowing that he puts um he writes for like high school kids and shit yeah you well, know, powder. I mean, good God, seriously. The, really? the trick with a lot of these kinds of situations too is, is it's like, well, you know, uh, presumably Sal has been a a, a model uh, parolee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, he hasn't. He, he hasn't. As far as we know, he hasn't. Yeah, he's he's never done anything gotten, else. Yeah, he's never gotten in trouble since. He hasn't gotten caught if he is doing it. Yeah. You know. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. He's never been caught doing anything. So should he not be allowed to work? I don't, I, I don't know. That's not no. And, 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 you know, I mean, he's allowed to work and here's my thing. When you're, if when you you're are a, you're an actor, that's your trade. So it's like, if that's the way you survive, it's not legal to kill people like that. So, right. Yeah, so they, if they, you they, are a director not, and you've been caught legal, for, so convicted for child uh child molesting like he or whatever uh like rape you know um of a child um you should be allowed to work you should be allowed mm-hmm. to write and you should be allowed to direct you uh adults uh yeah. adult characters which, no kids i believe was part of salva's setup too is where there was a humongous period of time where he was not allowed to be on sets at all with with children right he's done i think he's he has done films with children since then but it was i think many years after well jeepers creepers three i think he had a child on set two two there was a younger child on set two had a younger child and two was the one that really creeped me out because he write he wrote for high school kids and especially boys to be shirtless at times and stuff like that and all i could think of is like i understand these kids these these kids are not kids they're they're of age of 20 or older you know because they usually play younger you're casting adults for younger roles right so so he's not working with 
with the, them as children of like minors, but he's, mm -hmm. but he's thinking about them like that. And to me, that should not be allowed. I'm sorry. Like, like writing for that, you know, yeah. like if you're, my thing is if you're convicted of that, of that certain um, thing, you know, mm -hmm. because this was pre, he was arrested in, uh, I believe 80 something like 89. Yeah. Yeah, I want to like say, and he served like maybe two years or something yeah. like it was yeah, he, pretty, he, he, pretty short. He got out very, yeah. He got out very quickly. I think his term was, his sentence was fairly small and I think he got out early. Which nowadays it would not be. And no, not just because he's a he's, he would be another offender. It's because like right now we do not tolerate that shit. Not and, all. He, would be, he would be right over the coals. And, like, and he would he would not. I don't know how his prison life was, but he would not be liking it back in jail. So maybe he it, then maybe a lot of that whatever has stopped him from doing anything. And and look, I believe in second chances, you know, and stuff. And I believe that, you know, I, I, I don't this is why I was sort of upset at first when I heard Stephen Collins was pretty much just kicked out of the film the film world mm -hmm. and ostracized and stuff for something because he never actually got caught and convicted doing anything. He's talked mm -hmm. about it and he's talked about the things he did, but those are supposed to be in private conversations yeah. and stuff. So when they're getting made public, now all of a sudden that's the public's perception of him. And he's probably, I'm sad, sad to say he's like in his seventies now or something, you know, or, you know, and he's, you know, he's probably like thinking to himself, Jesus, like I can't even walk down the street without somebody probably whoever knows who I am, knows my, my, my past and will, you know, say sh nasty shit to me. And that's, yeah. It's sort of terrible, but in the sense, don't, you know, don't ever do that shit, you know? Yeah, it's the nature of, like, you you did the crime or you admitted to whatever. It's just, it's what you, you have to fucking deal with now, tough shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it, and it is a, a, a side note to some of this is, like, with Salva, when he got out, uh, within three months, what did he do? Uh, I don't know. He, but... he signed a production deal with Disney. Was that like was that his first thing back? I thought the first thing back was like he did two adult films, two movies with adults, and um um, because he did um, one with like Eric Roberts, if I'm correct. Or was that after? Was that after Powder? The Eric Roberts movie was after Powder. Yeah, you're talking about Nature of the Beast. Nature of the Beast. Yeah. With Eric Roberts and Lance Henriksen, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I. You know what? I bet that was right after he got like shit, you know, for uh, for making Powder, which was a fucking movie about an albino, uh, kind of, um, kind of childlike, um, a childlike, uh, very like mentally stunted, innocent, uh, teenage boy sized yeah. albino hairless. Hairless Person. and he's a pedophile's wet dream. Pa powder. I rewatched Powder recently, and I feel like it is a very um, un it is a very uncomfortable movie that also did not age well. And there are weird things about Powder himself, the character that I feel like come off as unspokenly, inherently evil feeling. I and would... it reminded me of watching. 
Neil Breen films because when I watched I watched Fateful Findings with uh, Seb Sebastian Godin and when it got to the end of Fateful Findings which I'm sure you're familiar with correct mm-hmm. yeah, we did it for our uh, show there's something just inherently not appropriate feeling about it and it's not anything like super sleazy or you know what i mean there's just there's a weird evil feeling like vibe i'm here to announce all of these top secret things that no one should know and blah 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 and then everyone just starts like killing themselves and he's like <laughs> like i i'm unveiling the truth and you're all dead and i'm a hero and i'm like you're evil. There's something evil about you. <laughs> like I don't like I don't like your character. I don't like whatever your well, agenda is. And that's kind of the vibe I got watching Powder. There was something just very uncool feeling about that character. Neil Breen, by the way. Evil. Neil Breen, by the way, uh, has a god complex, pretty much. And he basically, uh, the one the movie we just like... did for Indie Film Cafe. We're not. I'm not going to say which movie or whatever. But you'll know it, what it is if you look it up, um, because he plays a deity. He plays basically yeah, he, Jesus Christ. He always plays it. some superhuman, like deity-like type character, right? And but this one he was literally he was called the being. Yeah. You know, he has, like he always had like an obsession with technology. And, yeah. Like, and well, young, beautiful women always are like stumbling over themselves to like be with him and stuff. Yeah. And, it's just it's a weird thing and i think that that mindset feels very evil (laughs) and that sounds very much like powder um which is weird because okay so to go back to my father the hero uh steve minor as far as i know has never had any issues has never no not at all that 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 random statement that's listed on imdb and, and truthfully anyone can go on and add things like that on imdb you know i I've read a lot of nonsense in trivia on IMDb, so maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I don't know. But, but I'm just saying, like, I, you know, because um, I was just watching uh, old episodes of Dawson's Creek. I'm starting to watch it from the beginning and hopefully get to the end and everything, because there's yeah. probably some episodes I have not seen or whatever, no. but in the first couple seasons, I, I know I've seen every episode, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, But in the first... And the pilot, he directed the pilot, you know, Steve Miner. Um, he also directed um, the pilot to Wasteland, which was uh, Kevin yeah. Williamson's second um, project and stuff. And he's done, you know, he did like uh, Halloween H2 Woe, I believe, if I'm correct. Yeah, he's H2. done a, a ton of uh, Friday fantastic Friday the 13th part th- the, three. Yeah, Friday. He directed Friday. Two and two. three. He directed the 07 uh, Nick Cannon Mina Suvari Day of the Dead remake. Uh, yeah, and he, he's a wonderful he, director. Even did the other Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Mel Gibson, I believe. Forever Young. Oh, yeah. He did that as well. I always forget, like, I always get that one mixed up with Far and Away, which is like the Steven Spielberg movie. You For know, some reason, I always, get it, I always get it mixed up in my mind with uh, the man without a face. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's ironic. I believe based on a story about like a disfigured pedophile. So to keep yeah. with our conversation going like that, um, I'm I'm trying to. So, 
you know, he did a lot of so he did war he did Warlock. Holy crap, did not know that. Yeah, he did yeah, he did do the original Warlock now that you mention it. Now he did uh Forever Young and then uh my father the hero, and I bet my father the hero was his um you know attempt at a um to finally do like a regular broad comedy, you know. Yeah. And this, I mean, honestly, it is a broad comedy, you know, mm -hmm. like it's got, it, it actually does to me, it still has comedic moments. Um, oh, yeah, there's, there's definitely funny, funny moments in it. I mean, I, like, it's not a, a movie without some laughs. Uh, I, I'd be lying if I said it was. Uh, but we have to, we have to mention that, like, obviously, the movie's big signature moment <laughs> is when he's he's at the little lounge thing at the at the club mm -hmm. and like oh go up and perform something like everyone's performing like i don't know like scenes from a streetcar named desire or they're doing like stand-up shit and then he goes up and performs his song and plays the piano and does his own live rendition of thank heaven for little girls <laughs> Which I never heard that song before, and probably a good reason. Um, I was familiar with it, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really in my wheelhouse of music. I I listened to so right, but uh, oh yeah, I would hope not. You know, and his, and his performance is very lively and like you know, it's it's a funny performance. Well, it you know what it reminded me of. You ever seen a? Do you ever watch Saved by the Bell? Like old episodes of Saved by the Bell. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> right. So you know that you know Screech when Screech does like he's on the thing and he starts singing like oh, and he's making his like faces and stuff and doing that. That's exactly what he does. He's like thank heaven for little girls, and I'm like it's a fucking Screech. It's a Screech performance right there. Yeah, he's. It was '94. That was the perfect year for that kind of like goofy, silly. Yeah. He is Screech. He is. Yeah. A pedophile version of Screech, yeah. you know. He's like an he's like a slightly overweight, like barrel-chested French version of like Screech. Yeah, because he's so <laughs> goofy and dopey and silly, and and he's a lot of the a lot of the character ticks for Andre feel like a cartoon character. Yeah, he's very buffoonish and and animated, and he's very animated when he's singing because he's. He, he does genuinely feel like he's having fun, and and I do that. That sequence is really funny. It's a lot shorter than I remembered it being because it doesn't last long. Before right. he's pretty much like brought the house down, and everyone's left except for that one woman who keeps trying to get with him for some reason. For the longest and, time, even though he's basically almost married, to and he and he keeps like like putting her off, and he's like, no, 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 and and I don't rewatching it too i still don't really get the point or anything of like the the idea of why they needed the subplot of him having um, uh, okay so i i figured two reasons for that actually one reason was because uh we need a a, a, a b or c story line that involved him you know so we needed him to have somebody else because and most of the time she's trying to get with Ben, so yeah. what is he doing? And if he was just like sitting, you know, 
at a table, like reading a magazine, you know, like the stuff that we actually do see at times of time. Yeah. But if that was all that that was happening, yeah. it, it wouldn't give it much to do. So that it was does, that was one reason. It does contribute to the 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 mechanism with the story of her jealousy and that she thinks he's gonna leave her again for good because he forgot her birthday that year or something, and she waited all day with the soup in the lobby while he was out with his girlfriend i guess and she thinks that he's she's gonna lose him to this woman and he's gonna go have a, a different family with her instead. yeah with, with the emma, emma thompson i think that's that was... literally the life that gerard depardieu was living in real life <laughs> so right. at the time so and it's funny because that like going into it i i for some reason was thinking that that was lauren hutton I keep forgetting that Lauren Hutton only has the one scene in the beginning when he goes to pick Nikki up as as Andre's ex-wife. Right. It's Emma Thompson and a lot of weirdly staged, like secretive shots where they make sure to not show her face or anything. Like they're You just hear like, her voice and Yeah, like they're really building it up because it like they're trying to hit you with like a zinger of a like haha this this big like surprise cameo and I'm always kind of fascinated. Was she really that famous back then? She had a fair bit of notoriety, yeah. I believe uh Howard's I think Howard's end uh Okay, Howard's end and then uh much ado about nothing. Yeah. Howard's end was a very big Oscar film at the time. Also, so was in the name of the father. Yes. Which Daniel Day Lewis was in. She was in that as well. Yeah. She was very much at the time known for her her period drama stuff. Like that if you were doing period drama, you were So let's get her in this broad comedy for like two seconds. Which yeah, I mean and she's a good comedic actor she really is but um well they didn't give her much to work no, with on this part she didn't have anything to do really other yeah. than lay around on the bed and kind of just like avoid the camera until those last moments when she rolls over and she's she's in camera uh but yeah, it's funny because i didn't know who she was back then and so there was no See, reveal at, to me there was just like at the time, at the time i knew her as the woman from Howard's End who was married to Kevin, or she, who was who was married to Kenneth Branagh, because at the time she was basically Kenneth Branagh's wife, and he put her in a lot of his films. So I have a Howard's End story. So my parents, when I was uh, very and young, said no one ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So my parents, when the, uh, uh, when I was very young, they were watching Howard's End, and mm-hmm. I was in the room, and I was bored to death because back then i was 12 or whatever 10 what i said you were bored because howard's in yeah (laughs) exactly so i was i was bored and i was like i don't you know whatever and and so i i i I said uh you know i said nothing you know i told my parents i said nothing exciting happens in this movie right like like this is boring i'm sorry i'm leaving i'm gonna go do something else so i leave the room and as I leave the room, apparently the only exciting thing that happens in the whole movie happens where somebody like puts a bookcase on somebody or falls on somebody or something. Yeah. That was like that was it. Um, but also, this is the funny thing too is 
true romance I left when I was young because my parents were letting me see then they hadn't seen it yet so they didn't know mm. how violent and nasty it was or whatever in the beginning of the movie I got bored and left right before mm-hmm. all the people were shooting each other and all this other cool shit was happening you know in the movie and my parents were like I'm glad you left because <laughs> and you know I don't want you did? to see that stuff right now and, you, know? And you know what you were doing what making much, much ado about nothing pretty much <laughs> so i was i was in the name of the father too and my father all right <laughs> let's uh <laughs> continue uh well with uh, some more of um you know this movie but uh my father the hero um which we did get a little sidetracked at times but i think that it it was it went with what we were talking about my father know. the hero transcends just talking about the film itself so <laughs> Sometimes this like some movies like this are yeah. hard to just stick to the movie because the movie itself is just so well they open up so many other topics right but the movie itself is so creepy I don't know um there's, like I said this... it, it, it aged like it aged like bad milk honestly it's just there's 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 things about it that that work. And there's there's a lot of stuff that does not work. Yeah. So in this day and age, this movie would never get greenlit ever, ever, ever. Oh no, 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 no. Well, not the way it's written. No. And if we were telling the story today, like I said, honestly, like he would just someone would have murdered him about twenty minutes in. Like there would be no ninety minute movie. (laughs) Right. It wouldn't get murdered him, or somebody would have called the cops on him. Yeah, it wouldn't get as far people being huffy with him and like acting snooty because he was like some creepy like you know child's you know snasher they just straight up like fucking throat punch him and probably beat the ever-loving shit out of him so yeah um <laughs> okay so i'm loving some of these letterbox reviews i'm gonna read some of them to you i think you'll mm-hmm. get a kick out of this um so one person said, I will not hesitate to shoot myself in the face if I see another movie like this. Two stars. You know, which I'm surprised. Two stars, you know. Uh, one person said, what the ever living fuck. Um, uh, okay. Whoa. I guess they have, they have these at the Dollar Tree. Because One person said, I have one wish for the holiday season. I don't think this was recent, though. Um, and it's to have all copies of My Father Hero destroyed. Please, if you're mm-hmm. able to spare a buck, look for the copy of this movie at your local Dollar Tree and burn it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, hold on. There was one I read where they actually talked about how they think that this is actually a... Um, was a uh that that this was actually um made for specifically for pedophiles or something like a uh kind of grooming pedophiles mm-hmm. kind of movie and stuff like this was while they were shooting this movie they were they were grooming pedophiles in in the mm-hmm. fi- you know in the making of the film and i'm i'm like that is so fucking creepy that to think like, because we do, we, you know, I think Corey Feldman had a whole video and 
uh, like a whole movie about a documentary. There's a bunch of documentaries out there mm -hmm. about, um, you know, uh, how gross Nickelodeon. We had that yeah. um the fuck Dan Schneider. Yeah, and I, I liked him. Like yeah, I did not I, want mm -hmm. I did not want to hear these terrible things about him. But it's weird because I mean. Yeah, stuff like that probably does happen. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, uh, refute that it probably does exist. It's like saying that, like, oh, you know, snuff movies aren't real. It's like, well, I mean, they can be. You, you, you don't know that they're not. But it's like, I don't, I don't want to like think that there's that much more, like, under the, under the sheet as it were <laughs> with this movie below the surface i feel like this movie which there could be i don't know i wasn't on set but um i feel like times and stuff are just so different and mindsets and 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 comedy evolves over the years too you know what i mean like stuff that was mm -hmm. funny in 20 40 50 years ago isn't the kind of stuff we still laugh at today so everything evolves and changes Mm -hmm. This really, uh, in in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I'm just talking out of my ass, but I think this movie's just a weird time capsule of a moment in 94. And plus, it's based on a French comedy, too. So, I mean, and French comedy is a lot different than American comedy. So, it, it and, and it's it, a lot more provocative, I, I imagine. Like, yeah. You know, a lot and more it, adult, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't think that some of those things necessarily maybe. Uh, figuratively translate from one culture to the other very well. I think this movie was just a weird thing that that happened, and you know, at the time, I don't think people were quite as uh, aware. And right. uh, you know, not that not that this stuff was more condoned back then, but I don't think people were as uh, you know up in arms about it. As they should, as they should have been. They should have but been, but kind of like, you're right. I don't think they were either. I think they were. They thought it was a silly were, comedy, not to be taken seriously. Yeah. Mindsets and, were looser, and I just think that, like, you know, you could get away with making comedies about like really inappropriate shit back then. Like you can't now because you you just you can't. But I feel like this movie is just a weird time capsule of a moment in '94 that just would never happen again and well, that's that's okay but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a good movie then or now so you know so uh i i mentioned to you before that uh i posted something saying uh that you and i are going to be reviewing this movie tonight Hollywood mm -hmm. knockbusters and boy did this movie not age well it's so inappropriate right and a bunch of my friends go, I love this movie. Another person said, it's fun. Another person said, oh my God, love this movie. Mm -hmm. And then another person said, it was after Green Card. I prefer French films. Uh, the, his French films over what he did in North America. His version of Cyrano de Bergenac is one of my favorites. Uh, then another person said, it was a total crap fest. What made the French version a little bit funny didn't translate well at all. Instead, you get this weird and creepy movie about a dad obsessed with his teenage daughter, basically the Donald Trump story. You know, yeah. I, 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 I do not feel anything toward you know anybody like politically. So, doing, yeah. you know, 
Just reading what other people say. Yeah, those are all just opinions. And, you know, and opinions are, you know, as they say, opinions are like noses. Everyone's got one, so you're, it's your your. your I, I heard it's like assholes, but all right. Too, it's your it's your uh, prerogative to pick it if you want. So, you know exactly. But, but you know, I I, I don't know. It, it is sort of like that's sort of true. Is that this movie is just it just you know because. You take the 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 French version, right, and mm-hmm. you try to make it for America. America has different feelings, and it's like mm-hmm. we the Office. The Office was so lucky to be translated well, but like, uh, you know, and and worked, right? You know, mm-hmm. it was still different. A lot of people still prefer the British Office to the American Office. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer the American version. You know, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Then they also tried to do spaced, right? Which mm-hmm. was uh, Simon Pegg and uh, um, Edgar Wright's uh, show, you know, that mm-hmm. they did uh, in the UK, but for America. And I watched the pilot for it, and it is awful because they did it word for word, you know, and the British are very specific on what, how they say things and mm-hmm. how and, and how funny it is when they say things the way they yeah. should. So what it should have been was it should have the story should have been the same, but the yeah. you know everything. This movie I think felt the same way is that maybe the story, uh, the the original script was used, you know, in in this, and it just didn't translate as well, you know. One of those things too, where it's like, yeah, sometimes things work specifically to the specific culture that they're born in, and. You know, as as a as an avid film film lover and goer, obviously, uh, makes me sad. And that, like, you know, I wish more people were open to watching foreign films. You know what I mean? Right. Because the foreign version might be better. I don't know. I've never watched it, but a lot of people today wouldn't watch it just because they'd have to read it. I, I'm not gonna lie, though. the The biggest problem with that. And I'm not, I'm not against uh, foreign films or watching that because mm-hmm. sometimes, like I just watched a while ago, watched uh, uh, Jean Luc Godard's um, uh, Band Apart, which was the mm-hmm. the movie that uh, Band of Outsiders was the uh, American title for it. Uh, was the Band Apart was the name that um, that was Quentin Tarantino's production company name. You know, because yeah. he loved that movie a lot, you know, made a, a band apart productions, you know, and everything. And uh, but uh, so I watched that and I was like, it, you know, it's a great movie, by the way. But, you know, the dialogue sometimes can be really fast and you miss. Yeah. So you have to, like, rewind to catch mm-hmm. what people are saying uh, sometimes, you know, um, in this movie. So this movie was either this movie or the other movie I watched, but um, uh, I think there was like a line, no, it was this movie uh, there was something that you know, what's his name uh, that Gerard Depardieu said, and I just could not catch it no, no, it was something that somebody else said, uh, I was the it was an older guest, you know was saying, mm-hmm. I want to do, you know uh, we gotta go to the something but he was in the background, and you could hear him mm-hmm. talk but you can hear him what he said, and there was a joke because the guy was, you know, 
I know exactly what part you're talking about because I rewound it like four times. And you, yeah, so you're just like me. You tried to hear exactly what he said. Exactly what you're talking about because and, it's the old, it's the old couple, isn't it? Right. Which which I believe were uh um Steve Miner's uh, uh somewhat family members other because uh, they were minors like M I N E R's. And uh, they were, you know, so I imagine that was either his grandparents or his parents, you know, Probably. that were in the movie. Uh, Nepotism. What? Nepotism. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes uh, so for that, it's fine. If it's like a small role that doesn't whatever, I'm all I'm all down for that. that, that you know, old couple, though, they are what little bits they're in. They're really funny because they're, they're funny always, as hell. I love them. They like they just don't like Andre. So. Yeah, the whole time they're like, oh. Which you. I can get behind because Andre's he's an idiot of a character, dude. Yeah. Like he's he's an idiot. And then he proves it in spades when he Did you ever get what on. he said? Do you know what the guy said? Because I couldn't no. figure it out. Not I gave all. up. You know. I, I think but I did I, about I, four times. I do know exactly because they're kind of passing by in the background. Because there was a joke there with it. Like the guys, you know, Gerard Depardieu says something after that or whatever, you know. So there's some kind of joke that it's set up. And I was like, I don't get the joke if I didn't get the line, you know? Yep. Like, because um, it was supposed to be the idea that she is, you know, there's there's things for her to do there as a young girl. And yeah. that old guy, I, I, you know, it could have been like bingo, you know, or something. And she's like, oh, God, you know, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I couldn't hear what he said, and I got really fucking mad. And there's no subtitles on the goddamn DVD. And yeah, I'm well, like, okay, like Miller Creek, Mill Creek, yeah, whatever like crappy, your name is. Yeah, it's a crappy Mill Creek disc. Mill so Creek, get your fucking ass together and put subtitles on every movie that you do. This, this is just ridiculous. Um, what they, say, no, they say you get what you pay for. So, no I don't know. I paid probably way too much of this. Um, I, I thankfully, I think I don't know what possessed me to buy this set. Honestly, I think you know it was more so. I think being able to revisit Baby because I had not seen Baby since I saw it in the theater in the early '80s, and I was curious to go it's back. '80s? It's an '80s movie. Oh yeah, baby came out in like '84 or something. Jesus. So I was more curious to revisit that and getting Camp Nowhere and my father were kind of like bonuses to a degree, you know. So right. Hmm. And I rewatched them and I just sort of hated them all. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Uh... I, I I disagree on uh, Camp Nowhere. Um, I've not watched Baby yet. I'll probably watch that this weekend. Why not? I mean, yeah, watch it. It's Baby is a. It's weird. It's I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's weird. Watch it and then we'll talk about it. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of weird family movies. There should be a whole like podcast on weird ass family movies. There's uh, there was a uh, Little Bigfoot. I saw the preview, like like clips from that, and I'm like. Ah, that was just I like terrible. I feel like I've seen Little Bigfoot one and two. So, Ugh. um, I want that on on DVD though. At some point, it's just harder to get. Um, I think it's more expensive. I feel like I have Little Bigfoot on like a a family film like multi pack. Probably somewhere. I know they've got part two on. 
I just when don't want get, part. When you get those things, it's like hard to keep track of what's where, though. You know what I mean? It's like which set's got what in it and stuff. So I like I know I have it. I just don't know where it's at. Another one of my favorite uh, packs that I have is like the ten family pack or whatever. That had like the wizard and like the um, ten pack of yeah Universal Family films with like the somebody wizard. I think it was Cinema Sickness on uh, on YouTube uh showed that once and and that that blew my mind you there's know yeah there's some interesting stuff on that because it's got like the wizard and matinee and like king ralph ghost dad and a bunch of shit i wanted ghost dad that was my main thing because yeah. i um but now that's gonna be a fun one to watch like what yeah there's the cloak and dagger there's a lot of like but, but i'm just saying ghost dad will be fun because that's bill cosby and now Bill Cosby's not somebody you, you know. Ghost Dad's a, Ghost Dad's a terrible movie too. Uh, Bill Cosby didn't make good movies in the eighties, so yeah, uh, he, he was kind of bombing maybe he, there. Maybe he never made good movies, but he certainly didn't make good movies in the eighties because Ghost Dad sucks. And for every bit of, as bad as Ghost Dad is, Leonard Part Six is even worse. I've I've heard that. Leonard Part Six is so bad, and it was such a financial failure that he bought rights to Next. the film, just so that, to, it, could, so that just, it could never be. It can never. It could never be played on television. He did not want it to have any kind of like repeat value for people to ever go back and revisit it. Crazy. He try and like control it and make it disappear. So. But I found a cheap DVD of it. It does exist. So, but it's a terrible movie. <laughs> that movie, much like Camp Nowhere, there were things that I wanted to see when they were at the theater. And for whatever reason, like, you know, my mom would take me to see some weird shit. Like, Baby. I mean, that's like a Disney produced movie with janky Brontosaurus babies and topless African women. See, <laughs> that's so strange. All these movies that are on this disc are, are Disney. Yeah, um, all, in a way, all, like one might be actual Disney, but I don't know if Baby is or not. But I think it's like two Touchstone and a Hollywood. Yeah, Camp Nowhere's Hollywood, and uh, uh, My Father Hero's Touchstone. So it's like such a strange like thing of like Disney owns all these companies. Some of those companies don't even exist anymore. I don't think Touchstone or uh, Hollywood Touchstone. even make anything yeah, Hollywood, anymore. Hollywood was disbanded. I want to say maybe in the early 2000s and touchstone i think touchstone existed for a bit a bit longer uh, i feel like touchstone had done like uh some of the earlier m night movies like sixth sense i and wonder if they'll bring it back episode. like because disney is sort of you know they should have because they like to be like oh we can't make r rated or right type stuff and we can't have that stuff on our streaming service, but it's like they can maybe. because they now they have the thing of the setup where you can have that you have to just uh, sign in to yeah. your account and have it the account yeah. be you know say that it's a a rated R account you know or whatever. Well, and the thing is, is Disney originally created you know the Buena Vista company originally created Touchstone Pictures as an outlet to be able to make movies that could be for a broader audience than just children. And I don't understand what the logic of Hollywood video was because it was just like more of the same thing just under a different label. But then when they bought Miramax, 
that was more for like the artsy brand of art house yeah style stuff art house type stuff and then dimension branched out of that which focused more on genre themed type stuff like horror yeah that was right before weinstein quit uh miramax and struck out on his own and i think he kept dimension or something you know or whatever what yeah, something, something like something that. Like that. I know he went on the Weinstein Company, but I think he also kept Dimension, um, whatever. But Weinstein's another fuck that you can't really talk about these days because he's just a terrible scumbag and stuff. And he must have, he probably loved My Father the Hero, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, sexualizing young women and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. He's just a creep. Um, But he... uh. He was a creep that made people a lot of money, and uh, you know, like videos or whoever you know, the powers that be in control of things will sometimes let shit like that slide because they're making a lot of money off a lot of these people. Because sometimes really bad people or talented people are just, you know, they're they're shit human beings, but they they make stuff that makes makes the money so they you put up with it how, that's how dan schneider stayed in power for so long at nickelodeon so he was like the king showrunner all his shows were hits yeah and they didn't want to get rid of them because yeah and they just you know, and you know parents of those kids too just put up with stuff because that's like cash cows mm-hmm. so they're like well people, yeah you you can go daughter, do whatever you want to my kid sure. As yeah. long as we could keep getting all these cash coming in. So yeah. fucked up. I mean, you have to think like because so many of them probably signed like NDAs and mm-hmm. uh, other contracts saying they aren't allowed to talk about the stuff that happened to them as kids. And um, you would think that more like teen children were like fucked up, you know, that you don't even know how fucked up they actually are. You I'm know sure, what I mean? I'm sure many are and were. So, um, I mean, honestly, if I had kids, you know, um, I, I would let them be in the business if they wanted to. I would just be very careful, you know, and I would make sure that they were never alone, you yeah, know, yeah, with another... They weren't allowed to go into a room with somebody by themselves. They weren't allowed to have sleepovers with Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, that kind proper, of shit. Proper, proper conduct would dictate that they, they wouldn't, you know what I mean? If you're a good yeah. character, you're going to be on set with them. You're going to be at business meetings with them. Uh, shit like Hollywood parents are the ones that, you know, just like leave their kids on set unattended or, you know, let them go to, you know, shit like over the, you know, whatever soda pop shop place where you know the the Corys were getting like you know child molested or whatever at you know we're like going over for sleepovers at you know michael jackson's and shit like that you know like maybe those people were bad maybe they weren't but you know what i i don't know i wasn't there but at the same time like they shouldn't be allowed to go there and partake in things like that yeah no not at all and they shouldn't be signing contracts that say, you know, they can't talk about this shit, you know, yeah. and all this other shit, which, I mean, a lot of that stuff happened. Truthfully, and, uh, even, even as a like Uh-oh. How's this happening now? Dustin, are you there? 
Oh no. Hollywood's shutting us down. Crap, we were almost at the end too. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my internet just went out, and I, I started thinking, uh-oh, is Hollywood shutting us down? <laughs> you know, is Hollywood like, wait, you're the talking too much that, about us. We were listening in and put their foot down. So. Yeah, so I think we should wrap this up because I don't know if my internet's going to mess up again. Uh, it has not done that, but I'm guessing like since it's this light like late it. at night. Yeah, I like that it's yours and not mine this time. So yeah, me, yours is doing perfect. Work. I'm like, I'm loving this. You, we need to make sure that this happens the next time like this. You know, yeah, on, the, on the phone, it's not a problem. It's it's whenever I try and use the the Chromebook, it doesn't want to comply. Yeah. So well, anyway, thank you so much, Dustin. I mean, I think we talked pretty much a good a while about my father, what? the hero, which is a my you know, which we had a fun time with. Be all the implications of its content and <laughs> uh definitely yeah. so let's just say that it's a weird world that we live in where someone like Gerard Depardieu could come to America and attempt to be a successful Hollywood lead yep he's where he is seen as like a romantic comedy lead like in this and green card because mm -hmm it really doesn't work in either because he does not scream romantic lead <laughs> whether it's with emma thompson <laughs> Catherine heigl or andy mcdowell so exactly well thank you dustin and uh thank you everybody for listening um hope you guys uh enjoyed this episode um it's now still saying my internet is unstable so great um mm -hmm just like my life. Um, so everybody, thank you guys. Uh, tune in next month for a brand new episode. I'm not sure what we'll be doing exactly yet, but it will let you know. And uh, till then, have a good one, everybody. Bye.